Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 265. And as a reminder, we're airing it today on Monday because this week is the Thanksgiving holiday. I can't believe we're already here. All right, let's jump right in. Part one, uh, continuing our discussion on podcasting. If you're new to this podcast, I recommend you start off with episode 262, which kicks off this mini series on creating and launching your podcast. Today, we're going to dive a little bit into equipment, hardware, and software. Let's go ahead and start with hardware in part one. My recommendation, I'm going to say something rather controversial. Start simple. I know so many people who jump into podcasting, they say they want to launch a podcast and they end up spending a lot of money on equipment. So they'll buy fancy uh, expensive mics and headphones and sound mixers and all this equipment. And then they discover maybe about 10, 12 episodes in, well, you know what, I, I, I'm not going to stay with this. And what ends up happening is their podcast kind of fades out. Or worse, they get so overwhelmed by the equipment that uh, they just, they don't take action. They're just, they're, they're paralyzed by all of the equipment and all of this fear about learning this equipment. And it just becomes so frustrating that they just give up. So my recommendation is that start very, very simple. In fact, if you listen to last week's episode 264, one thing I emphasized, I will emphasize it again before you even jump into naming your show and, and all of that stuff and announcing it publicly that your podcast is coming out, do some practice first. Really sit down with your phone or your computer, record some test episodes, and do some fake more mock interviews with friends. Make sure this is something you really want to do because you may find when you do a test, now, I don't know, this may not be the right topic or I'm not sure I'm ready to do it. That's why I always recommend take action and practice first. So let me kind of go over um, what equipment that I use. And I keep it very, very simple. Uh, for microphone, I do use a high-grade microphone. So if you if you are planning to stick with this uh, for at least a while, I recommend invest in a, in a nice microphone. And there are a lot to choose from. Uh, the one I use, if you're curious, is the ATR2100 USB mic. I love it. It just plugs right into my MacBook. I can hit record on GarageBand, and that's exactly what I'm doing right now for this podcast. Uh, for interview podcasts, I would uh, wear headphones, and I started out with my uh, iPhone earbuds. When those started to fray, I switched up to a nice pair of um, uh, headphones that uh, I got as a, as a present a couple years ago. I'll have it linked in the write-up if you want to see the make and model. Uh, these days, I don't actually use the headphones as much anymore because I'm in a fairly soundproofed uh, room in my, um, uh, in my condo where I record, so I don't really need it. But um, back when I was uh, recording this out of my office... I would actually wear the headphones uh, when I was doing solo casts or interview casts because it was it was great, especially for the interviews. It kept me focused on the other person. All right, so uh, let's talk about some of the other equipment soundproofing. Like I said, I'm fortunate that I happen to be in a room which is pretty well soundproofed. It's insulated, uh, but uh, if you, I recommend find a place if you're recording it at home that has the least amount of echoes 
And if you need to do some extra soundproofing, don't go crazy. I recommend just use those. You can get those foam egg, what they call egg crates. Uh, it's just uh, some lining. It's not expensive. And you can just use that to, to line up on your walls. I've seen people use blankets and, and towels and things like that. Anything that will help uh, reduce some of the echoes. If you use an ATR2100, it actually does a really great job of blocking out a lot of external noise. Um, I don't use a, a, a pop guard or a sound guard, but you can. Uh, they're fairly inexpensive. Or if you want, I've seen people make their own using just wireframe and, and pantyhose. So um, or sheer lining. I mean, so you know, if you want something to really, really bring out the uh, the extra tones and something that will prevent against what they call the little pops, little sound chips. Uh, I don't actually use a sound guard. I haven't uh, throughout my time, but I know a lot of people people like that. My point is this. Don't go overboard on the equipment. You can always upgrade later. My recommendation is you start very simple. Use whatever you have at hand for the most part, and then upgrade later once you decide, okay, I'm really going to stick with this. I, I'm going to do this for the long haul. All right, part two, let's talk about software. For solo podcasts, GarageBand is fantastic on the Mac and it comes natively installed. It's what I'm using right now. For PCs, uh, also available for Mac, Audacity is a gold standard. You can use that as well. It's, uh, I believe it's a free download uh, and I'll have that linked in the write-up. For interview podcasts, I, I'm just going to recommend Skype. Skype is fantastic. Uh, uh, Skype to Skype calls are free, so most a lot of people have Skype accounts. Uh, what I would do is for the uh, when I did interviews, I would send people um, kind of a checklist, and uh, some pe most people had Skype, but some people would have to uh, download it. Um, Skype to Skype calls are free. If you want to call a phone number, I did have one or two interviews that were done from Skype to phone. You do need Skype credits for that. So you can purchase those. I think you can purchase like uh, an hour or two hours uh, if you want prepaid. Or you can subscribe to a Skype plan. If you subscribe to Office 365, I think they do give you an allowance each month. I think it's like an hour. I'm not sure. An hour or so of Skype calls uh, per month if you want to call a phone. Now remember, if you do just Skype to Skype, and almost all of the interviews I did were Skype to Skype, that's free. The cool part is Skype has a native recorder already built in. They launched this feature last year. I wrote a LinkedIn article about it. It's really cool. You can do this on your mobile. You can do this on Skype desktop. There's a little button you press. It's a red button, and that'll record the interview, and Skype will give you a file that you can just download and save to your desktop. Uh, what I actually did before this, before Skype released its rec uh, interview recording or conversation record feature, I used a plugin called Ecamm. It's available for Mac. It was a one-time license fee, and it actually produced a very nice, rich sound. So if you want something that's a little bit higher quality, uh, you know, it's not terribly expensive. I'll have a link to that in the write-up. But nowadays, you want to just do this very simple. You want to do this very cost-effectively. Use Skype and then use the uh, native recorder. One last caveat that I need to point out. Skype's native recorder, I believe, currently only works for Skype to Skype calls. If you are using Skype credits to call a phone number, then uh, you will need to use a third-party service uh, plugin like Ecamm. Otherwise, I would just say encourage your guests 
to download Skype and then it's easy and free to set up an account and then you can do the uh, Skype to Skype interviews. Your homework for this week, just make sure you're practicing. Practice the solo podcast, practice the interview one-on-one with a friend over Skype or a group if you're doing, uh, let's say you're doing a roundtable type of podcast. Do a lot of practicing. The write-up is at bemovingforward.com. Part three, a Mrs. Miracle Christmas by Debbie Maycomer. I give it three stars. This is a continuing series, uh, The Adventures of an Angel Sent to Earth to Help Others in Need. Mrs. Miracle is the is the main character. And this time she's helping a young couple who have uh, been struggling because uh, they want to have their first child and they can't. And they had a bad experience trying to adopt one. Uh, and at the same time, they're caring for the... Um, uh, I believe the uh, character's name's Laurel, her grandmother, whose memory is starting to fade. It's a really sweet, touching story. I didn't think it was as great as the first two books. The first book, Mrs. Miracle and Call Me Mrs. Miracle, the sequel, are both fantastic. Uh, if you just want something sweet and heartwarming for the holidays. I actually discovered this uh, quite by accident uh, as they've adapted some of these into to movies for the Hallmark Channel. But this is the perfect time for, to read books like that. Have a great Thanksgiving. I'll be back next week at our regular time on Thursday. Always be moving forward.